Welcome to Make It Count, Living a Legacy Life, where we invest in what matters, God and people. I'm Sue Donaldson, speaker, author, and creator of WelcomeHeart.com, where you can learn to know and show the heart of God. And that's what counts. Thank you for joining me. Good morning. I'm so happy today to introduce you to my friend, Christy Woods. Christy is a military wife, which I'm sure she'll tell you a little bit about, and a speaker, a writer, author now of some fiction, as well as nonfiction. And she has a wonderful tagline, which I'm going to let you explain a little bit about. But Christy, first tell us a little bit about your family, and then we'll get started on legacy. I would love to, Sue. My name is Christy Woods. And uh, I'm a writer, speaker, and Jesus girl, most importantly. Mm -hmm. My husband, Tony, and I have been married for 26 years. We were Desert Storm pen pals. I love our story because I believe God wrote it. Tell me about it. I want to hear the story. I love romance. Right. Well, you know, I was a senior in college at the time when Desert Storm broke out. And at the time, you could write to any service person through a Dear Abby program. Oh. did. I ended up with a husband out of the deal. So I laugh and I say, I'm a mail order bride. <laughs> wow, you really are. I, I know. love that. And I married, married 23 years? 26. Christ. And do you still write letters to each other? On text, maybe. <laughs> <laughs> I think technology has gotten yes. us. <laughs> yeah. I, my letters are um, by the coffee pot where they say, Mark, would you please fix the shower? It stopped up again. Yeah, that's that's as far as I'm going. But uh, anyway, okay, Christy, and do you have children or no? We do. We have three children. Joel, he's 21. Becca is almost 19. And Caleb is 16. So three great kids. We're very fortunate. Uh, Tony is now retired from the Navy. He was in for a little over 24 years. And we landed in Oklahoma, so now hmm. I hang out here and write both nonfiction and fiction, and I keep my eyes peeled for tornadoes and good chocolate. Oh, <laughs> I saw that. I life. saw that in your bio. And where are you from normally, not Oklahoma? I'm from Ohio. Ohio. So okay. Still starts with O, so that's right. Great. So I, I, read in, I read on your blog that um, your tagline is encouraging women to walk deeper with mm-hmm. God. What inspired you to make this your tagline? because of my own personal experience. I did not know Jesus as my savior until I was an adult, a young adult. And I was in my mid twenties, I believe, probably 23, 24, somewhere in that, that time frame. And honestly, when I first came uh, to salvation through Christ, I, this, this sounds awful probably, but I'm just being very authentic with it. I looked at the Lord, I looked upward and I just said, I need more than this. Because if it's just a verbal prayer and following the motions, I can't do it. By I this, by more. this, you meant uh, church things you'd seen uh, who people who were religious, or what do you mean by this? I I mean by making the decision and knowing you have eternity secured, which is paramount and is important. But I needed something for my time here on earth. And I'm just being very honest about that. Like I needed to know that he was real and walking with me daily and me with him daily and that there was a depth to this relationship, not a surfacey thing, which could be the church stuff, could be just checking off a list and being a good girl. I needed more than that because that's what I was leaving was that whole good girl mentality. And um, he revealed himself to me in very deep ways that I knew he was uh, so real to me. 
one instance it started as the young Christian at this small country church, we had a problem with some division that was starting to happen between our pastor and our worship leader. There was a meeting that had been called. I knew nothing that was in the Bible at that point or very, very little, I should say. It opened. It is one of those that people say, you know, oh, that's so wild. It has happened <laughs> once to me and this was it. And it opened and it was first Corinthians one and first Corinthians three that I read about divisions in the church. Hmm. I did not even know there was, such a section in the Bible, but you know, he says, some say I follow Apollos. Some say I follow Paul, but isn't it the Lord who waters that seed and makes it grow. And that's my own little paraphrase there from it. But I knew walking into that meeting, I wasn't to follow the worship leader. I wasn't to follow my pastor, although he is an authority figure and, and there's something to be said there scripturally as well. But I knew that my eyes were to be placed solely on Jesus in the midst of that. And so the meeting actually got a little turbulent and mm. um, it was a little intimidating at times for me as a person, but also as a new Christian. Sure. But I knew my eyes needed to stay focused on him because of what he had given me prior to that, you know, just a couple mm. hours before. And, and how, mer how merciful, <clears throat> excuse me, of God, how merciful of God to give you a baby Christian um, a word from himself that was so personal that kept you from leaving the church because I think the church can be its own worst enemy uh, where we are just people trying to love each other, but we get, our, we get in the way. Our sin, our pride gets in the way and it causes those who are new to the faith to say, I give up. This is not any different than my non-Christian life. Right, right. And it was. And that, and that's the whole basis of this walk with the Lord is I just want people to, to taste and see truly that he is good. And it's for eternity and there's hope and there's promise. But it's also for today mm -hmm. that he can see us through our situations. He can guide us with uh, success spiritually in every step of the way from something as small as car keys. Like I I encourage my kids to pray if they've lost their car keys, pray, ask the Lord where they're at. He cares. And most of the time they get, you know, an answer where they know where they are. And, you know, and even when we don't get answers, he's still there and we can still walk closely with him when we have those deep tastes and see that he's good. So that's my hope is to encourage people to just go beyond that surface level relationship with him, that he is so much more than just a checklist. Mm -hmm. And I hope that they see that and that um, their faith will be so deep that it's not shaken hmm. regardless of what comes. Yeah, regardless. And this has been a year of a lot of hard things coming. And yeah. um, my prayer too is that we will actually, that we will think more about eternity because uh, we could die tomorrow, but we could anyway, even without a pandemic. Um, right. I told someone close to me that I didn't fear dying because it'll be better, but I feared for her sake because it would be hard on her. And she looked at me a little startled. But um, what you're saying is so, uh, it's so important, Christy, what you're doing, because we need to know that God is with us daily. It's not just uh, after we've memorized five verses or after we've gone to church regularly or after we've been through a hard time that he is with us right now. Yeah. So uh, can you give us uh, some more about your spiritual journey? What has helped you grow deeper yourself? Mm, there's, 
you know, I would say probably the number one thing was what, what I've already mentioned, and it's the word. The Lord has brought the word to life in mm-hmm. my life mm-hmm. so that it's not simply just words on a page, but it dances to life. And that's my hope for those who come alongside me at christywoods.net or who will read upcoming fiction pieces that they will know that they have a very real God uh, amongst their situations in life. And and the word is one of those ways. And sometimes, sure, it's going to be a little dry. I'm just going to be honest with you. There will be times where you'll read it and you go, wow, okay, well, I feel like I did check off the list today. But then there's going to be other times where you've read the same passage 10 times. And on the 11th time, suddenly the Holy Spirit brings it and dances it to life in a way that you have never experienced it before. And there's just you and God waltzing together amongst those words in just an amazing, beautiful way that you'll never forget. That's my hope for people that, that this lukewarmness just is gone and that they're on fire, even when they don't feel it, they'll know, no, there's a fire here that I will never walk away from. Can you uh, share, you keep using these dancing terms, which I'm not much of a dancer, but I do cardio beat in the park Uh and I hope no one's looking, looking at me, but I do enjoy (laughs) it. But you're talking about the word of God becoming so alive in you that like David danced before God. Is that how your quiet time runs every morning or what do you do? Why don't you give us a rundown of how, what your quiet time looks like, maybe to encourage um, my audience? My quiet time might vary. I'll just be very honest with you. Sometimes it's just simply me sitting at the kitchen island reading the word, going through it. And other times it's me making journal notes, uh, praying scriptures that suddenly pop out over my children, over my husband, over myself, or people that come to mind. It may be, um, I write downloadable Bible studies, and so it may be going through those and diving in deeper into the scriptures and going back over them for a second or third time. It may be a a Bible reading plan that um, my readers, I offer those to my readers, and I'm, I'm going through one right now, actually. You know, I go through those myself, too. You know, so sometimes I'm walking around my kitchen praying and, and talking to the Lord and, and just enjoying his presence. And other times it's very quiet and subtle. Mm-hmm. So, you know, I think that there is no recipe, so to speak. People just need to open themselves up to hearing him. And what I'm hearing you say is that you make God, uh, relating with God, a priority. And I like yes. to say that we don't worship the habits, but habits help us worship. Right. Because if I didn't have the habit of immediately having my cup of coffee and sitting in my what I call my quiet time chair, though even that changes, especially when adult children are home doing Zoom meetings, or yes. my, husband's, <laughs> my husband's unexpectedly at home, that I do move my position. But God, of course, doesn't care where I sit as long as I sit. And, and he doesn't even care if I sit and hold still like you wandering or, or dancing around the kitchen, uh, don't running into anything, I hope. No, it's just a walk. Trust me. My dance is not real great. I'm not a dancer either. (laughs) Yeah. I think, I think there have been times in my life, Christy, and maybe you can relate to this. I do relate to your um, need for variety because I do use lots of different books, Mm. lots of different methods, but um, I've had to pray in the past that God would renew in me a passion and love for him. Have you ever experienced that where you felt dry and what has helped you to continue deepening your walk with Christ? 
Yeah. You know what? There's one thing that um, always helps and it's going back to Psalms and reading Psalms. Mm. Yeah. Because that was a book that I did not understand for the longest time. And I, I honestly still don't know that I have a full understanding of it and, and may not this side of heaven, but it was also one that, um, into my walk a few years with the Lord, uh, I was just praying the scriptures back to him one night. And I don't even remember what Psalm it was. Uh, but I had an encounter that was so incredible with him that um, it was almost like he just parted, parted things so that I could, like you could have put my worst enemy in front of me and I would have had nothing but love for them at that mm. moment. Uh, and I went, whoa, okay, so this is so beyond human love, so beyond human love. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I'm drawn back to that love, the reminder of that love in Psalms when I don't know what to read it and Proverbs, honestly, because you know, there are 31. So it's great when you don't know what to read or when you're feeling dry in your relationship with him, you go back on the first day of the month, read Proverb one mm-hmm. on the second day, read two, you know, and you just do that. And Um, And then the third thing would be, um, there's a specific prayer that I pray. I don't offer it often because the answer is almost always hard to walk through, Hmm. but it's Lord, show me what's in my heart that doesn't belong there. Hmm. And he answers it every single time. And it's... um, you know, kind of a a stripping of myself. It's a stripping of any um, sin that shouldn't be in my life, wrong thinking, lies, anything of that sort. But always he will show me something and then we work on it. Usually he'll show it to me and I go, what? That's been in my heart this whole time. And I had no clue, but you know, we don't know our heart. We think we do, but we don't. So we should never follow it. And that's what Mm -hmm. I tell my kids. Don't follow your heart. You follow the Lord Christ. Mm -hmm. Instead, because only he knows the heart. He's the creator of it. He knows how you're knit together. He knows what's hidden inside that heart, even when we don't. And that goes with dealing with our, our impressions of ourself, as well as the assumptions we make of others. And we just need to turn back to him and say, okay, show me the truth. Show me how to walk in this situation. Show me how to think about this, how to pray over this. Show me my own heart. Cleanse my heart, Lord. Mm. Uh, and, and those three things always, always help. Tell me the three things right in a row so I have them down for the yep. show notes. Going back to Psalms. So it's just reading the Bible and definitely Psalms. Um, and this one's similar, but number two is Proverbs. Mm-hmm. Uh, that one seems to open things up. And then the third is that prayer of show me my heart. Okay. Um, I was told years ago in college that the Psalms are in the heart of the Bible, meaning they're in the middle (laughs) for the heart of man. And, uh, and the fact that God showed you his great love through the Psalms. I mean, it kind of makes me cry because David was, David was so passionate about his relationship with God. And yet, uh, he was such a failure in so many ways. Right? <laughs> I think yeah. we forget that yeah. sometimes. Yeah. But, and you know, I, was, I was also, go ahead. Bad decisions. No, this man made some bad decisions. Yeah, yeah. But yet, look at that relationship with mm-hmm. the Lord. I mean, that should mm-hmm. give hope to every single one of us. Absolutely. And I, I also was taught never to read Psalm 51, which is great Psalm of, 
repentance and contrition without following it with Psalm 32, which is before it chronologically, because that's where you're accepting Christ's forgiveness. You know, we have, we can battle ourselves with, oh man, I blew it again. Especially when I pray that prayer, Lord, show me what's in my heart that doesn't belong there. And it's like, really, Lord, it's still there. I I thought we worked on that when I was, you know, 30 and now I'm 68 and I'm still having trouble with that, but that's all part of God's mercy and grace. And I like to say, Lord, would you just prompt me or prick my conscience? Or maybe he has to use a sledgehammer some days. Um, whenever I'm feeling proud or while I'm, uh, whenever I'm feeling like relying upon myself and then he does. And I don't want to waste that time of repentance. I think repentance is one of God's greatest gifts to us, his children. Would you agree? Yeah, I would. I would because without it, there's no salvation. So, I mean, it's the basis of everything. And, and I, I think you bring up a really great point, Sue, that that's something that we should look at each day, each week, each month, you know, go back to that and say, okay, Lord, you know, not in a a condemning manner, but Mm -hmm. in a convicting manner, Mm -hmm. which there's a big difference. Yeah. Um, Yeah. I'd heard recently about how Satan um, tempts us in two different ways. One, he tempts us to sin and then he tempts us to feel condemned or shame. And that the gospel enters into both of those. The gospel says, yes, you are. You are sinning, but that's why I had to send Jesus because I'm perfect. And right. then the gospel enters into the shame because I sent Jesus. You don't need to feel shame. So I thought, wow, you know, the gospel comes into our daily uh, walking with him. As far as legacy, I can see what your legacy is. It's really you're passionate about helping uh, women and your audience grow deeper in the word. Is there anything else that you wanted to add before we close off today? I can't think of anything right now. Okay. It sounds like it sounds like you have a great relationship with your kids. Uh, do they always want to hear from you when you talk about the Lord? Because my kids don't. <laughs> no. No? They are very real young adults and children. They, yes. you know, there comes a point where I can say, "Oh, okay, I just got yeah. closed off," you yeah. know. Yeah. But I think those, you know, I would just encourage. I grew up with great parents. I did not grow up in a home where we really dug into the word, into the Lord, into our faith walk. Hmm. So it's been new trying to figure out this journey with my own kids. And, you know, there's been some things we've done right. There's been a lot of things that that I wish maybe I would have adjusted or changed for Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. redo. But it's okay. God can still take that. But I would encourage people to just continue to talk about him to their kids, you know, in this fiction journey. For instance, it's been uh, a real battle with fear for me, to be honest with you, to overcome it because it wasn't something I expected. It's all new. It's, you know, trying to learn and, and let go of some old things and stuff. And so as I've journeyed, I've shared that with my kids. I've shared the successes, mm-hmm. what God's shown me, some of the struggles that I've had. And even in the nonfiction side, I definitely do that as well. So that, and I can see that helping to create a building stone for them. I I see that. So I think we just need to be authentic. And I would encourage listeners to do that, to just be authentic with each other, with their children, their families, their friends, and build on those. And when those tough times come, share those. And don't be afraid to be real. 
-hmm. because we serve a God who is real and we serve a God who desires that we come to him to him with our needs and that we trust in him and not our own understanding. And, you know, sometimes we just need others to rally with us and we just need to be that light. So, you know, that would be my hope that this is just a really bright shining light that points directly towards Jesus. Well, there's a legacy for you light. And, um, there's so many things I still would like to ask you, but I just want to close with this. You said that you were putting aside some other things so that you could start writing fiction more than nonfiction. And I think that shows a couple things. Number one, sometimes we have to stop. We have to say no to something so that we do what God really wants us to do. And that's hard for me because I may be more comfortable doing something else. And also the fact that we don't really know that God's speaking unless we're close to him. It's kind of like we know our, our do- my dog knows my voice. When I say walk and pick up the leash, she knows exactly where to go, right by the door. And yes. I want to be that way with the Lord. I want him to be my master where I'm, I am leashed by love uh, more than by duty. And I think that you have shown us that that's the kind of woman you are, Christy, and that people can gain a lot by reading your fiction and your nonfiction. And I will link to all your Bible studies. You have a lot to offer. And I thank you so much for being with me today. Thank you, Sue. God bless you. God bless you as well. Until next time, think about your legacy, the one God has called you to live, all for heaven's sake. I would love to speak at your next Christian Women's event. See my keynotes and retreat series, as well as the show notes from today's broadcast at welcomeheart.com. Thanks for coming. You're always welcome here.